You're listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Enjoy the show. Yo, Joe. Yo, Justin, what's up? Uh, quite a bit. I gotta tell you, um, I'm looking forward to this episode quite a bit because, you know, we have the title, Sexy Vampire Teeth, as our show, and we rarely did any kind of vampire stuff. So we're kicking off this year, 2023, with the first official episode on a movie, and it's a vampire movie. And not only is it a vampire movie, it's a very big and kind of a mixed film in in terms of, like, how people uh, feel about it. And, of course... uh, being that it's, you know, February and Valentine's Day is kind of around the corner. This movie has a lot of romance in it. And as uh, people know, I'm a big sucker for romance. And speaking of suckers, we have the world's famous sucker that we're going to be talking about tonight, Monica Lewinsky. And <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my other, that's my other uh, political thriller podcast, Sexy White House Teeth. <laughs> and you can find that on Apple uh, iTunes as well. No, uh, we're of course talking about Dracula. Uh, the probably the I don't know the oldest, most original horror icon of all time. Uh, really, just like set the archetype for all sorts of characters to come. He's been around for decades. And what we were going to be talking about is Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1992. Uh, this movie was directed by Francis Ford Coppola, and it stars uh, Gary Oldman as the uh, titular character Dracula. And we also have, <laughs> and this is going to be something we'll be talking about quite a bit, I'm sure, uh, Keanu Reeves as Jonathan Harker. And yeah, you got a few things to say about that one. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, for those who haven't seen the movie Dracula, uh, the Bram Stoker Dracula, Francis Ford Coppola version we're talking about, um, it does follow the book quite well. There's a couple movies that have come before this, obviously. Um, and, you know, they were sort of loosely based on the story. Had a couple um, plot points that they follow closely, but other things are just sort of left left by the wayside. And this one does follow the novel um, closely. And I've read the book. Um, the book is kind of uh, broken down in, like, uh, diary entries. And they do a lot of narration, the characters and stuff. So they, they try to keep that like the spirit of that um, story alive in here as well. The movie shows a little bit more. Uh, the movie does show us that in the four, late 1400s, uh, the main character, Vlad Dracula, he's a Romanian soldier, he is fighting the Ottoman Empire, comes home to find that his wife uh, killed herself upon hearing news that he had passed in the battle from his enemies, but it wasn't true. Being that she can't reunite with him in heaven because she took her own life, Vlad basically renounces the church and you know, performs a ritual that turns him into a vampire. Flash forward a couple centuries later, Dracula is alive and living in Transylvania and is making a move to London. And it's at this point where Jonathan Harker, played by Keanu Reeves, comes to help him with that. Now, Keanu Reeves' character has a fiance, uh, Mina, and she is played by Winona Ryder. She's back in London. And when Dracula arrives in London and meets her, he finds that she is an identical match to the love that he lost many centuries ago and begins to seduce her into becoming his new wife. And, um, of course, there's no Dracula story complete without uh, your hero, which is Professor Van Helsing, played by Anthony Hopkins. We also have a couple of the characters that we hadn't seen in iterations before that were in the book that were pretty big characters. And uh, I'll just run through that list. But We have um, Jack Seward, played by Richard E. Grant, 
we have Arthur Holmwood, played by Carrie Ellis, and we got Quincy Morris, played by Billy Campbell, and they're all the suitors for Mina's friend Lucy, who's played by Sadie Frost. Uh, and we also have uh, Renfield, who is played by Tom Waits. And um, interesting casting choice. Yeah, it was. I, I didn't. Re- I didn't recognize him. I, I, Me neither. No, I didn't know that until after the fact. But that's. But that's your movie setup. Those are the. Those are the. Uh, the characters. That's the cast. And obviously, you know, Francis Ford Coppola is a huge name. And to see him direct a horror movie, uh, it's interesting. And I always, I always love when, like, you know, you have these talented, you know, larger than life directors that kind of dip their feet into a different genre and they bring all their talent and stuff into a different type of movie. Now, horror isn't um, a genre that needs to have big budget, big cast. Uh, but when it does, it does get a lot of attention. Uh, this movie did when it came out. Oh, this movie for is be- huge. For better or worse, right. It, they, but you just, you don't see a lot of horror movies that have huge casts like this that take themselves, like, you know, uh, that well, that take the movie seriously. Uh, a big director like this that, that puts a lot of work into something like this. This genre is usually, uh, you know, B-movies and independent movies, and it does very well in that uh, in that regard. You don't need to have a big-budget movie to to do well with horror generally very you know uh, a lot smaller scale than this this right. is epic you look at some of the bigger horror movies you know they they are like you know on a lower uh, scale than this but when you have a movie like this you know it it does get a lot of attention and um and this movie did obviously when it came out and we're going to talk a little bit about that and it's, uh how we felt about it then and now uh because obviously you know 1992 uh, and now where we're talking about, you know, 30 years ago, you know, I, I know that my feelings about this movie have changed from the first time I saw it till now. And, um, I'm sure yours did too, or maybe not, but let's like get into no, it. They have. Yeah. <laughs> well talk. All right. When was the first time you actually saw this movie? Did you see it when it came out? Because pretty much everybody watched this movie when it came out. Well, I, I didn't see it in the theater. Um, no, we were kind of young for it, that. Yeah. I mean, it was 1992. We were 11. Yeah. But um, I saw it shortly after. It was, it was on. Uh, it must have been on HBO or something. I know the first time I saw it, it wasn't like edited for television or anything. It was you know the full version of the movie. Right. And at the time, I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm conflicted now about whether or not I still think it's great, but for different reasons. I want to hear your... Uh... Well, the first time I saw it, um, I was, like I said, I was probably around the same age. I remember my mom rented it. Uh, she was really excited to see this movie, like as most people were. You know, th- like I said before, there's not a lot of horror movies that come out, you know, with this huge cast. It's, it's an event, right? Like, it's a fucking event. Everybody is talking about it. Everybody wants to see it. Uh, it's just one of those kind of films. So... I remember, you know, it being that way, and I remember that she really wanted to see it. I wanted to see it, too. I thought it was cool looking, you know, from the previews and stuff like that that I saw. I remember she rented it, and I got to sit down and watch it uh, briefly, because as soon as there were, like, tits on the screen, I had to, like, cover my eyes, and then that's pretty much, like, all we get moving forward, uh, all sorts of stuff like that. I basically got from her, like, I'm sorry, you have to leave the room, you can't watch this. So, (laughs) my viewing of it the first time around was cut pretty short, um... I was a little upset about that, but I got to watch it. Um, I kind of like just, I guess I just lost interest at that point. Honestly, you would think like maybe that would entice me more to see it, you know, like, cause I couldn't, but I, right. I, I was just kind of like, whatever about it. I was almost more embarrassed at that point. You know, um, yeah. I felt like really like uncomfortable about the whole thing. So like, I just didn't bother with it. And then 
I kind of watched it for the first time all the way through, probably like late teens. Um, okay. Uh, possibly even later. And I was just kind of like, kind of whatever about it. I, I don't know. I guess it wasn't the right time at, at that point. I liked the opening a lot, and I remembered that opening very well. I remembered it the first time I saw it when I was like 12. I remembered it when I saw it the other time. And, uh, you know, when I saw it again this time, I was like, yeah, I remember this really well. I like that opening. I love, like, the look of it. It's a cool opening. Yeah. It's a really cool Like, opening. the armor, like, the, you know, all that mm-hmm. stuff is great. So, I, I, that's the only thing I really remember. And then, watching it this time, um, I felt very differently, obviously, and we'll get into that. I, I definitely enjoyed it the most, I think, this time around. Okay. Yeah. You know, for certain reasons. I, there's a lot of things I don't like. I think the things I don't like are the popular opinion too, but um, well, we'll talk about that. So, all right, what what works for you in this movie then at this point, and what just does not? A, a lot works for me still. Again, though, like for different reasons, I, I'll tell you, I, I have a very similar history with this movie as you do. Now, but let me ask you something: Was when you said the first time? I'm sorry that you watched it like all the way through. You were in your late teens. Yeah, about that. Is that the last time you saw the movie before now? Yeah, I think so. Okay, same here. Yeah, I hadn't seen um, this movie in a long time. But that was actually the second time watching the full movie for me. Because the first time yeah, I was 12. Yeah, me too. When I watched it, it was like a Saturday night. It was pretty late. I was just kind of flipping through the channels and it happened to be coming on. So I was like, I'm just going to sit here and watch it, right? Yeah. And I did. And I was like, yay, boobies. <laughs> right. And there's a lot of that in there, and and I, and I didn't realize that Monica Bellucci was one of the brides. Did you know that? Yes, she was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't even recognize her. This is very young, I obviously. Well, I didn't recognize it. Like I didn't even know who Monica Bellucci was. Maybe the first two times I watched. Well, yeah, her. I wouldn't either. Yeah. But then this time I saw, her, I was like, oh, that's Monica Bellucci. Yeah. But yeah, this is this is actually only the third time I'm watching this movie, the whole way through. Okay. I'll tell you what what works for me. A the production design. Of this is a beautiful looking movie. It is, yeah. It's it's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Um, the costumes also gorgeous. Yeah, really well done. The makeup, beautiful, beautiful practical effects in this movie. From a purely technical aspect, this movie is a hell of an achievement. It is. Um, pretty epic film. It is. It yeah. is. It's. It's. Um. You know, Coppola knows what he's doing. Like Coppola can put together a really good-looking movie. He can. Um, shot composition, things like that. It's 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 a well-made movie. Yeah. With a few exceptions, with a few technical exceptions here and there too, though. But again, we're just talking about what works. Yeah. Uh, um, just just real quick, it. it um... It won three Oscars. It won uh, best costume and best effects. I would I, I would have thought it would have won best makeup too. I'm sorry, best makeup, not best effects. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, because I think like all the uh, different iterations of Dracula looked awesome. Yeah, they, it, and and like they're different. You know, they're different enough from each other. You're not seeing like the same old thing over and over again, just like in a different like you know standing no, in a different position. No, they're, they're all very yeah. different. Because there's a wolf form, there's the bat. You know, like this movie, like I don't know, some people call it like a game changer. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't call no, it a game changer. I wouldn't go that far. But it did bring some things to the table that became staples moving forward. Definitely the look of Dracula. You know, um, he got out of that Bela Lugosi. Yeah, like the you know the the, the popped collar cape and. 
you know, all like kind of, you know, dark, you know, black, white, gray colors. They sort of made him more like a, like a king, you know, like an old royal sort of looking guy. You know, I think that's a good look. And, and they and they utilize that like a lot moving forward in other Dracula stuff. Like this look of Dracula with the hair and everything that became very popular as, as parodies, really. But um, but the dress. So are you think Are you thinking Mr. Burns? Always. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yes. always. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and then Leslie Nielsen. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. But uh, retractable fangs, you know, fang is coming out. Uh, that wasn't right. really something that was done before either. They had fangs um, in like the Hammer films, but um, yes. did this sort of did the whole you know thing that we always see now. Fangs coming down. Now I read that that came from this movie. I couldn't find anything to disprove that. I don't really know if that's necessarily true. I kind of and feel it looks like cool too the way they did it. It it does. Like I, I, that is, the, the retractable fangs in this movie are a really cool looking effect. Yeah, I kind of feel like cartoons probably did that first. But either way, like, there was a lot of things in this movie that became staples of, of, you know, gothic horror movies moving forward. So it did bring a lot to the table. And and it is, like you said, it's a beautiful looking movie. The designs of the character, costumes, creatures, it's it's gorgeous. It is, yeah. And even, I'll, I'll even go so far as to say, like, there are some performances in this movie that, like, I am all about. I love Gary Oldman as Dracula. I, I, I think he was brilliant. I loved... I'll, I'll tell you, the two best parts of the movie, for me, honestly, were Gary Oldman as Dracula, Anthony Hopkins as Van Helsing. I don't like I don't like Anthony Hopkins' uh, character. Really? Not really, no. And I like him a lot, normally. I, I like a lot of things that he does. Obviously, like Hannibal Lecter is an amazing character, and he's... Right. You know he's he's great at, he's great with that. Um, yeah, I was just kind of like whatever about that character. Uh, but I but I do love Gary Oldman as Dracula. I think he gets um, the balance right. You know, like he's not just like a mustache twirling villain the whole time. Though he has aspects of that. Yeah, he does hundred percent. And you have to right because Dracula is like this ultimate villain. You do get across some of the other aspects of the character, like. You do feel bad for him from time to time. You do understand where he's coming from. Although, like, he's pretty terrible. But he's been around for, like, you know, hun- you know, hundreds of years. He does a really good job, I think, of, of showing that. You know, showing, like, the age, you know, the torment. Uh, having you sort of have a little compassion for the character. But also never lose sight of the fact that he's, like, a pretty big villain. You know? Um, yeah. Like, I really just felt it at the end of the movie. You know? Where I'm just like, ah, oh, that's... That's a shame, you know? That's the most I felt that way. And I think that was perfect. I think that was was supposed to happen, you know? But you had flashes of it throughout the rest, too. Where it's just like he kind of got just glimpses into the human that he used to be. Which was not a good person, either. Which was, well... Okay, I mean, are we going off of... Because like, I, I understand like the beginning of the movie kind of shows you, you know, him going through war. Yeah. But is but uh, my question, and this is actually something I wanted to discuss with you. Was he supposed to actually be the historical Vlad the Impaler well, in this movie? I don't know. I mean, they did make well. They did make him fairly like stoic and you know very um, very cold. You saw all those emotions coming out when you know his wife died, and that was the only right. like you know sort of weakness you saw in him. Uh, which is what, what led him to, you know, to this path that he that he wanted taking. Right. You don't think that they were trying to? I mean, they didn't give us enough of it. 
So I, I, it's hard. No, it's, it's hard to say. Very small glimpse. Yeah, but and, w- and by the time we see him, he's a completely different person. But I, I didn't get the impression that they were trying to make him out to be a terrible person. This like yeah tyrant during just, that like prologue. Yeah. Like I, I didn't get that impression. Why? Because of the wife aspect. Maybe that was it. Yeah. That's just not the feeling that I got from it. I think because people know of the historical character, you just sort of put that in your head already, especially with his horrible nickname, right? And, you know, you do see him fight, and he's pretty ruthless. Yes. Uh, That doesn't necessarily make him like this, you know, tyrannical sort of, you know, cold villain. But, yeah, I mean, but but I did care about him losing her either way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Even in the beginning, you know. It wasn't yeah, like the beginning of Up, but it was like enough. <laughs> it was enough for you to kind of get like, all right, like this this, this was his life, you know. Um, right, right. And, and hence, like this being, you know, a romantic horror movie. Most like gothic horror movies have like a big element of romance in it just because it's a beautiful looking setting as well. The beginning of the movie is is about that. I mean, this whole thing happened because of love. Primarily, this Dracula is a love story. Yes. It's a fucked up love story, but it's a love story. I think also, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is maybe the horniest version of Dracula that's ever been made. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. There is so much sex in this movie. There is a lot. Yeah. With his brides and stuff, too. Um, yeah. But yeah. they, um, yeah, I mean, like, that that character always, like, came across as, like, someone who's supposed to be, like, charming and like, charismatic. Um, you know, he, he's seducing people. There's a big element of sex in Dracula. I don't really get that impression as much in the Bela Lugosi one, although, like, he was, like, seducing women left and right. Yeah, well, yeah there was an element of that. It yeah, wasn't, but, but it was Bela Lugosi, you know what I mean? And so, like, I don't know. Like, when Gary Ullman comes into town, right... And he's, like, you know, in a younger form. Yeah, he's the younger, yeah. You know, he's a good-looking guy. So, like, you you get that. You know, you understand why he'd be able to seduce, like, you know, a woman or whatever. But um, other iterations of Dracula, you know, you don't really get that. And Christopher Lee's Dracula, who is, you know, one of the one of the main ones that always comes to mind, he, you know, he was more like, like the murdering type. You know, he wasn't really, like, the seductive type. Um, no. He didn't even really he say anything. It. No, you really didn't. <laughs> there's, um, there's there's a couple movies where he doesn't even really fucking talk. No, Christopher Lee's Dracula was more like just a maniac, right? Bill Lugosi was elegant, also charming. He was elegant, but he was an older elegant, man and elegant. Yeah, elegant, yes. Um, and I, 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 but I think like part of the reason why we didn't really get so much of the seduction in Bill Lugosi's movies because it was the thirties. Yes, I mean he did you know, seduce sort of two different women the same way this Dracula does and the same way the book does. You know, he goes after Lucy. Uh, mm-hmm. She becomes his, you know, first, like, victim in London, basically. And she becomes a vampire, and that's sort of how the other characters learn about vampires, and we learn how to deal with them and kill them and all that. You know, then he goes after Mina. And it's the same way in, in, in all the stories, like the main, you know, stories of Dracula. Right. Um I don't think they ever talked about Mina being someone that looked like his wife. Certainly not in the uh, the 30, 1930s version. No. I don't know if the book... I, I mean, I read the book so long ago, and I only read it once, so I don't remember if there was any collation. Because I don't think they even like talked about Dracula's history in Bram Stoker's novel. 
I never read the book. I, I, okay. I know, you know, the conceit behind it is it's a series of journal entries and letters, yeah. right? Yeah. This movie follows that story very well. It, it has all the characters in it, which the original movie didn't really have, the one from the 30s. But I don't ever think they talked about his, like, origin story in the book. And I don't think they talked about him having a wife. And, and, and if that's the case, I don't think there was any connection. I could be wrong, but I'm... I feel pretty strongly that that wasn't a thing. Meenid was just, you know, like Lucy was kind of more like the flirt role. He's like suitors. And then you had like Mina who was a little bit more like upper class. Right. right. Um, and, and I think that was the, the difference and why she was more of a price for him. And when, because she was more pure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I get that. I understand that. But I, I, I understand also why, like if that wasn't, if that aspect of it was not in the book, like the, the whole wife aspect. Yeah. I understand why they would add it for the movie because you want to make Dracula more sympathetic. Yeah, it, it, it works. I think that this plot device is perfect for this type of movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Without that, you wouldn't care about Dracula. No. You just see him as a, uh, as a pure villain. Yeah. And that would not work for this movie. You need to make him more sympathetic. So I think that I think that was a good choice for this. It was, yeah, hundred percent. Uh, yeah, no disagreement there. I mean, I, I think we're both in agreement in terms of like what we liked about the movie. Obviously, Gary Oldman's Dracula was he was great. He was amazing. Uh, it's a gorgeous movie. Some of like the choices, certain shots, and just like effects in the background, like when he's riding in uh, when when uh, Jonathan Harker's riding in to uh, Transylvania he's on the, the Borgo Pass and you see like the red sky and like the eyes of Dracula in the background as he's yeah. going through the carriage there's just shots like that like these stylistic choices that I loved you know and it's funny because I've seen you know so many movies since then right that do all sorts of things like this and you know are, are, are better looking but like I was still impressed with it I guess because I'm I, I watched it like with my mind's eye to the time it came out. But even when I didn't like watch it that way, I, I still was impressed with the way it looks. It holds up really well. It's a good looking movie. And I don't think a lot of people do this with horror movies, uh, often, you know, even like the, um, the scene where Keanu Reeves' character, uh, when Jonathan Hawk is shaving, you know, like the walls close in little by little as the scene goes on. They move right. the set in, you know, like to give you that like claustrophobic feeling. There's a lot of little things like that that are put in this movie that that make it uh, stand out. But one of the things that didn't work for you, because I know that the big thing that everybody has a problem with is Keanu Reeves. Yeah. So he. But, yeah. <laughs> let's let's just put this out there. A, you should never uh, make Keanu Reeves attempt a British accent. Right. It sucked. Yeah, <laughs> it, ta- it takes you out of the movie. It really, it, really it take, does. It takes you out of the movie. It yeah. does. But not only that. And listen, I love Keanu Reeves. I, I do really too. Do. I, he just he can't do everything. No, and he yeah. really can't do this. Right? How old is he supposed to be playing in this movie? I don't know, but I mean, I feel like he matches the age of Winona Ryder, you know, so I don't think that that he does. Sure, but when you try to like gray out his hair. And that's all you do to make him older? Oh, when he's been, like, drained of, like, his, like, life force or whatever for all that time? Right. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. <laughs> You're right. Like, that also takes you out of it. And I thought that was weird. And it was never consistent. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it really wasn't. But he wasn't consistent in the movie either. No. 
no, no. no uh, he, uh, wait, no, that's not true. He was consistently bad. Ah, yeah, well, <laughs> it's a low blow. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, you know, he's one of those kind of guys where, like, he, he doesn't have a huge range, I don't think. He's a likable, like, actor, and most of the things that he's cast in are, are the right choice, and he does great in it. And, uh, and, and I'm a big fan of Keanu Reeves. This movie was just, I don't know, it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the right fit for it him. It wasn't the right fit for him, no. And, and every time I'm watching it, like, I just, like, I keep thinking he's going to end each sentence with, like, thy would be most excellent, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't, and it's like, eh, that bothers me too. So, yeah. um, yeah. you know, I, I read that basically, uh, he was cast to fit, you know, an, a, a certain type that they wanted to have for Jonathan Harker, and that was, you know, an, a current actor who, you know, a lot of girls were into, you know, who had, you know, was a sex symbol and would get women to come see the movie. And that's what they did with that character. And that's who they picked because at 1992, that's who you would pick. Um, you know, yeah. one of a couple. And I don't know that anyone else that would fit that category would be any better, but at least it's something <laughs> that we all could laugh about. And uh, universally, that, that's been a huge issue with this movie. But like, what else? Besides that, that's an obvious one, right? Like, what else don't you like about this movie? So, as I'm watching it this time, the entire time, I'm like, I can't decide if this is a bad, good movie or a good, bad movie. <laughs> okay. Campy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it does lose my interest from time to time. Because I feel like there's well, that, big shifts in the movie with it's like... That's the other issue. Oh. Well, one of the other issues I have with the movie, it's got a serious pacing problem. Yeah. Cause there are large chunks of the movie where it's just like, is anything happening here? Right. And I'm good with a slow paced movie when like, when the atmosphere is a big part of it and they, you know, they nail that in this movie, but like, oh, yeah. there's like this slowdown, you know, where like, we're kind of dealing with Mina and Lucy. And then mm -hmm. when it's just sort of Mina and Dracula I don't know. I guess they didn't really know how to do that well. You know, they, they had a lot of other things in the beginning and the end, I think, done perfectly. The and first I, and act I, and the third act, yeah. I'm, I'm all for Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, exactly. I think those are really well done. It's yeah. that second act where things really kind of screech to a halt. Yeah. I understand, like, what the decisions were, what the plot points were supposed to be and why and stuff like that. But I do feel like, yeah, like the pacing's off a little bit. And I felt myself losing interest a little bit in the movie around that time. Because it's like, they didn't really know how to, like, reintroduce Jonathan Harker. They didn't know, like, I guess maybe show, like, the love being developed between Dracula and Mina. Because it does kind of come out of nowhere at that end scene where he's in the bed with her, you know, at the at, at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that I kind of was, like, uh, about. But um, Yeah, that I, I feel like yeah. that wasn't earned. Yeah. And then we're out of all, like, the gothic elements, too. We're, like, in London, and we're just, like, we're at a circus at one point. You take, you take like, a, a turn from the look of the movie for a little bit, too. The only thing that kind of, like, brings you back is, like, his, you know, forms. Like, Dracula's forms we talked about before. Which, again, are fucking so good-looking. Oh, my God. They're fucking outstanding. Would you like, would you like better, the bat or the, uh, the wolf? Um, you know, I, I we saw more of the wolf. We did. We the, did. Like, the bat, you, you, it was really just at the end, right? Uh, kind, yeah, pretty, pretty much, yeah, where uh, where they all kind of burst into Mina's uh, room, 
and he's like talking to him and i love that scene i really do oh yeah uh, that was just like one of the like, one of his best scenes i think that that scene that little speech that gave you like everything you needed to know about like dracula you know like right. it, it really like showed like what that character was all about and not only in this yeah, movie, yeah, it was almost I think, like his mission statement, right? Right, yeah. Not only in this movie, just in general. Like, okay, that's like the best iteration of Dracula, in my opinion. It's like that scene, you know. He's sort of like regal but evil, you know, but also much right. like you but know, pained. yeah, yeah, and like determined, you know, like so. Like, there's yes. no, there's there's a lot in that, a lot, like a lot packed into that part. And he's doing it all like as a giant bat creature, but it works, right? You know, like moments before, obviously he was like human and normal. Uh, and then he and he turns it. So that that whole scene that works for me very well. But yeah, like I agree with you. You, you kind of worded it perfectly. Like that wasn't earned that part. Like I don't know how we got to that part. That part's great, but everything before that's kind of like uh, I don't know. You know, I would just those yeah. are the parts that lost me. A little no, bit. that that scene is amazing, but there's no there wasn't enough lead up to that scene. Yeah. To answer your question, um, bat. Yeah, me too. I, I think the bat was the coolest looking. Yeah. Um, the wolf, the wolf really was scary. Wolf <laughs> yeah. He was, I really love that wolf design. Yeah. He kind of came right out of the eighties, you know, like that wolf. It, yes, exactly. Yeah, it did. But I liked it. It did. But um, I think, I think the bat has the slight edge because it's so original and so unique. Yeah. And I, I like, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before or maybe even since. I do want to talk about the ending a little bit because I feel like that is, um, one of its strong points. And, it differs from the book a little bit, not not too much. Because in the book, you have like Quincy and Seward and all those guys. They they help track Dracula down when he's headed back to Transylvania, and right. they wind up stabbing him in the heart, cutting his head off, all that kind of stuff. But in this movie, uh, they do it a little bit differently, and they have Mina escape with him because at this point she is pretty much under his control. She's turning into a vampire, so uh, she has a strong connection to him. And they go back to the church where Dracula was basically born, you know, and there's this scene in the beginning where we see Dracula's wife that she had killed herself there, you know, at the altar, basically, and he's holding her dead body. At the end of this movie, Mina does gather the strength to, you know, come to her senses and she ends his suffering like he kind of asks her to do. And she stabs him in the heart and he dies and we kind of have the reverse, right, where she's holding his dead body and then we see the mural of, of the beginning and we see that essentially, yes, like he, he is going to be with his wife again. And there is a happy ending, at least for the character. Um, did he deserve it? I don't know, you know, but that's what he got, right? He got to be reunited with his wife and that's what we're told at least or what we're given. I think that's really, you know, where this movie excels in like the romantic element in the beginning and the very end, you know? And uh, I really like that a lot about this movie. And, and, and that's why I thought that having that be, you know, a, a plot in this particular story of Dracula made it a lot better. And I did like that. You know, is it the most romantic movie I've seen? Of course not. You know, but for a horror movie, uh, it, it's up there uh, because of those moments, you know. So I, I did really like that ending a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a good ending. I, I, like I said, I read Dracula. I don't need to see that like shot for shot um, or as close to it as it can, because it's not necessarily like a great story. Like it has its issues too, and it's a little boring. So to pepper it up a little bit, I'm I'm more than happy with. I, I'd rather have that, to be honest with you. Oh yeah, movies, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that is, this, it just it just the, the the pacing of it felt 
almost out of place with the rest of the movie. Yeah, I do agree with you with that too. So I, I, I guess we do sort of have the same likes and dislikes with it. I don't know that we would, but overall, what, what would you say about this movie? I mean, I'm not asking for like a rating, so to speak, but like, do you like this movie? Do you love this movie? Like, would you recommend it? Like in terms of like Dracula, like where does it sit? Like what's like your feelings on it now that you've seen it again recently? I like the movie. Yeah. I don't love it, but I like it. Yeah. Um, it, it's definitely got its issues. It's kind of, kind of all over the place. Yeah. But I, I love Gary Oldman as Dracula. Um, I thought, I even liked Winona Ryder. She was very good. Yeah. She, I, I, I thought, I thought she did a really good job. Yeah. Um, again, like I said, I know you didn't like, uh, Anthony Hopkins, Van Helsing. Not so much. I, I kind of loved his kind of uh, almost Yoda-like take <laughs> on it because, and I'm not talking like wise sage Jedi Yoda. I'm talking like crazy early <laughs> Dagobah Empire. <laughs> yeah, like early Dagobah scenes. Yeah. Yoda. <laughs> he had seen some shit. You know, that's <laughs> the kind of character that we got. He was a little fucked right. up. Yeah, and he's cutting people's heads off and stuff. So I guess that they'll they'll do it. Like this, this is really the deepest they've ever gone into the character. Probably I guess maybe that I've seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is really tough because I love Christopher Lee's Dracula and I love Bela Lugosi's Dracula. Yeah, and you know what the thing is—the difference between those characters. Well, the difference between those Draculas is that like there's mystery behind them. This yes. movie is all about Dracula, and they spell out all of his motives. Uh, from beginning to end, so they take that element out, and that's not a that's not a bad thing necessarily. It's just different. And when you think no, about it Dracula, works for this yeah, movie. it does. It really does. When you think about Dracula in general, there is a mystery behind Dracula, and we don't really know his origin and his motivation uh, in other things. And that's kind Until of what's scary you see about Dracula him. untold. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what's scary about Dracula in general, and they try to do different things in this movie to kind of have you fear Dracula between like this. And I don't know why I'm only counting Bela Lugosi, Christopher Lee and uh, Gary Oldman, but those are my top three. Yeah. Yeah. I have a hard time ranking them because they are so very different from each other. They're playing three wildly uh, different versions of the character. Well, they are. Yeah. And they each work for their own respective movies. I guess the fact that, you know, you put them in your top, three or whatever is it says enough so you you do oh, yeah. yeah you do have him up there oh yeah oh absolutely i i really love gary Oldman's dracula i'm not saying this is the greatest dracula movie but i love his interpretation of the character yeah um you know for for me i i, I like the movie uh a little bit more now than i ever did before and i I'm kind of after watching it this last time. I'm I'm more inclined to see it more. It's it's kind of sparked my interest in this movie a little bit uh, more than any other time. I might revisit it somewhat soon and maybe like watch some, you know, documentaries about it and stuff like that or read about it because I, I I did kind of fall in love with the look of it. Oh yeah, that was enough to just sort of keep my attention and uh, really pull me in. And and yes, well the story has a couple issues. Um, it didn't deter me from you know, wanting to, uh, see it again or saying that I, I, I kind of love it. You know, like I, I probably a little bit more than you, 
Um, said, yeah, that that might be fair to say. Like I said, I like the movie. I just I don't love it. Yeah, it's a very different kind of Dracula. And yeah, I would put Gary Oldman up there as well as you know in the in the top tier of uh, Dracula's without a doubt. Um, you know, I I wouldn't really be able to rank them, but I'd say that you know they're all kind of right there. Not saying a lot because he just played him this one time, right? Bela Lugosi played him. A, co- a couple times, not 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 many, but he but he did play him. He played him on the stage yeah, a lot. Was just, yeah, it was a small handful of times. Yeah, obviously Christopher Lee played him a lot, and uh, yes, you know, but the two of them are, are best known for Dracula, and then people put this right up there normally, you know, especially with like the look of him, like you see it, like I said before, you see it parodied all the time. So uh, yeah. yeah, no, this is definitely up there as like a a good Dracula movie, and I would recommend it to people, even if you know. I, you don't like love it, you know, or you get kind of like bored with certain elements of it or whatever the case be. I don't think anyone's going to watch and say, I wish I didn't even like bother with it. I think you'll be happy to watch it. Um, and I think you'll find something in this movie that you'll enjoy. Uh, maybe not as much as me or maybe as much as Justin did, but, or less. So who knows? But I think that I could say you'll, you will find something you'll enjoy in this movie. I recommend the movie. I do recommend the movie. I had one thing that I meant to bring up earlier and, um, we did, we got sidetracked. I did not realize until this viewing of the movie that Quincy was played by the fucking Rocketeer. Oh, okay, right, right, that's right. Didn't recognize him until I was watching it this time. I was like, oh my god, that's Cliff Secord. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize that. And I read the name up before, and even like I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that that was, that was just cool for me because I love the Rocketeer. Oh, I love the Rocketeer. That's a good movie. Um, yeah, we should I, talk about the Rocketeer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm always happy to find a way to divert. You know, to talk about other things. We plan on making a segment of it this year. But um, but with that said, I think we're done with Dracula, and uh, for now, I think it's a great movie for uh, for February too. Um, uh, you should check it out because uh, it's definitely worth a watch. And, um, Agreed. I was happy to do a vampire uh, movie to start 2023 off. Uh, it just fits, you know, it just fits the title. So, sexy vampire teeth now with 10% more vampire and sexy. So, there you go. <laughs> no, 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 like 50% more sexy. Yeah, now we just got to get the podcast part in. <laughs> We're having a hard time with that. <laughs> no, we have to add the teeth. <laughs> Join us next week for teeth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no fucking sense, but I love it. <laughs> Just like the title. Uh, yes. With that said, we will. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed, and uh, we will see you next week with a new episode. Uh, until then, have a good night. Good night, everybody. Hey, guys, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter, and that's at Sexy Vamp Teeth. We also have Instagram at the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. So if you guys want updates on the show, please follow us on our social media sites, and make sure to tune in every Monday night for a new episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and good night. You've been listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. 